This is what could have you know, to episode 7 of our podcasts on leadership. Today, the discussion will center around one of the most phenomenal happenings in over a century, which is uh, now nicknamed the novel COVID-19. It's phenomenal in the sense that even though there have been various forms of diseases, affections, even wars, in the recent times, none has assumed the global dimension, hence the pandemic tag as this. We're not going to get bothered about the reality or the issues around this pandemic. So much has been said and known, even from the level of ignorance, every living being today, irrespective of the language and culture, has one or two things to say about this visit that started all the way from Wuhan in China. Our concern today will be to look at uh, the fallouts. Most times society bother about uh, and spend dissipate, spend time dissipating energy on what has happened, or what is happening. But the real pains of war are in the fallout and not necessarily in the conflict per se. It is in the fallout that the longer lasting human material and even national decay take place. Our concern this night will be to look at COVID-19 with emphasis on three major areas. This will be called the jolt, the trauma, and the thrills of COVID-19. The JTT of COVID-19, if you call it. We should be looking at the aspects of humanity that have been jolted by this pandemic. Look broadly at the trauma, the pains, the pain dimensions that both living and non-living had witnessed courtesy of the pandemic. And lastly, the irony, even with the pains and the jolts, there are still thrills, issues that emerge that will end up benefiting humanity, courtesy of this thrill. Central to the efforts around pandemic are two very challenging areas. One was the need to save human life. Another need to preserve humanity. Unfortunately for this pandemic, these two needs, saving human life and preserving humanity, which is about our economic well-being and sustenance, could not be merged. It happening in either to save the human lives and the attendant restrictions, quarantine, and distancing had its impact as our economic bit, which is 
they're about saving a livelihood got compromised. In the coming days, the real impact and indeed the fallout we felt across these zones. Let's start our takeoff now from the jolt. Towards the end of the last quarter of 2019, the world awoke to some challenges in Wuhan in China, where this strange ailment has happened. For those living so far away in Africa and some other places, some thousands of kilometers of flight days away from China, that wouldn't have been a problem. But in line with what has become the characteristics of the current globally connected village, the element of an emerging singularity played here. And this is reflected in what's popularly known as interlocking fragility, which makes that a happening in one zone, a positive development in one zone, impacts the rest of the world. In the same vein, a negative development in one zone also in this age and time of a global village gets to everywhere. The implication therefore was that it did not take long for even people to fly from China to the other remotest part of the world, including Africa, and being a social contact-based virus, these viruses went along as the humanity interacted. It was not long before the figures started rising. Across nations, what looked like the Chinese problems started recording even deaths. What will appear as the most outstanding element of the jolt is the incapacity of nations and then indeed the world to even start a fight. Though Almighty West had no answers, the Europe had no answers, and indeed the Africans who had always been helpless just waited and watched the unfolding drama of death. When it became clear that it was not just a gimmick or any other fable stories, nations across the globe ran helter-skelter for things to do to contain it. First was even understanding the features and the dimensions of the pandemic. While the literature was available, the networks broadcasting, here in Africa, to some parts of Africa, many did not believe it was actually real. And in some countries, it's still being thought of propaganda, as being propaganda. There were the issues of people imagining is the end of the world coming. There were issues about the people imagining some imaginary group trying to bring the world to its knees. Even Bill Gates, who in his usual charity tried to 
brings some succor and talks strongly about his verse, a vaccine coming on. I remember him saying that until a vaccine is found, this will be the pandemic of all pandemics for mankind. And a lot of people, even parliaments, castigated him, imagining that he wants to sell his vaccine, he wants to be popular. He's representing some bodies. They've given some very bad names. Nations, parliaments struggle to find a law across them. The laws around restrictions were borrowed and modified to fit each nation. As each nation struggled to find local remedies. Till date, there has not been any universal solution that treats the pandemic. All efforts, including tests and use of malaria medication, have been deployed. While this was going on, governments, in many cases, lost focus, lost the grip. Trump was tweeting every day, was speaking from the different sides of his mouth. Europe could not manage it. The debt piled. In some cases, the debt could not even be retrieved and buried. The mugs were filled. The fear of the infection has so traumatized and overwhelmed even the medical facilities that even in the first, some of the first-class facilities like teaching hospitals, doctors escaped to their homes. So what happened in the Ebola era was a child's play compared to this. Even men, regular symptoms associated with regular diseases like malaria and f basic flus, we are all attributed and reason to be the pandemic. A visit to the honey of these hospitals in this period, the first test or trial will be a conclusion that it must be the COVID-19. The medical facilities, everything went comatose. Places were now secured as quarantine and isolation units. And for the first time in, in many years, people are locked up in areas called isolation units as nations grapple to find answers, which till today they have not found answers. The beauty, however, is that the jolt has not abated, but the reality that there has emerged a new normal has come to the fore. It is becoming a world of life now, and the struggle is about getting to live with it, while hoping that someday some strong issues like vaccines will come to contain it. So the era of jolt is beginning to stabilize, still stormy, but it's beginning to stabilize. As people begin to know now that we have come to live with it. 
Some find succor in imagining, well, we've had AIDS, they've been there for long, we had Ebola, we had this over time. In other words, we're beginning to find previous happenings to use and rationalize the happening now as what we've got to live with. These are about the jolts in the pandemic. Following the jolt is the trauma. The trauma could be classified into various forms, individual trauma, organizational trauma, institutional trauma, and indeed government trauma. Where you have national trauma, and lastly, the global trauma. Starting from the individuals, the efforts at containing the, the pandemic led to dislocation and distortions in our ways of life. Markets were shut down. People were beginning to learn new ways of even having to live and feed. Schools were shut down. Children had to come back home. A lot of idle hands who were even just managing to survive now resorted to new dimensions. Over here in Nigeria, we had the one million men march who stormed streets and locations that even the security agents had no answers to. Unfortunately, who do you steal from when even their victim is struggling to survive? So it was a total and continuous collapse of a system. Even within countries, movements were restricted across states. At the initial time, there was total lockdown that people remained in their homes. The pain still this day Many are still suffering from the emotional emotional trauma that that caused. Many have lost their homes. Some families have moved to considerably better place families with their fa- families as refugees, as they can never no longer feed. Those who work on daily basis, the mechanics, the vulcanizer, the hairdressers who feed on the daily, the market women who shed on the roads. The lockdown two or three days, their source of survival and livelihood gets locked down. And unlike when the children were at school, there everybody is at home with too many mouths to feed. The trauma escalated across every area. While all these were happening, even the productive areas, the factories, the industries that manufactured things all shut down with only very essential ones giving skeletal services. The shortage was not just on the basic, but even support things, including drugs. These exacerbated the trauma. Many who could not take it took their lives. Even in families, people's temper and patience went out of the window. Little issues that could have been managed in normal times. The overwhelming 
jolt and the feeling of hopelessness made tempers fly off the roof. This has characterized the trauma that has played out in many areas. There were issues of palliatives where things were sent to people to help them to support, but even the palliatives, while it worked in the West and Europe and some other places, it got politicized in the developing nations like ours. And what was meant to be palliatives never get got to those who needed them. Never got to the most vulnerable. And all that was said about them was just on paper. Even the payout from the government became a gimmick. People profiteered from it. People in positions diverted some of those sums for their needs. Till today, millions of people who are meant to get the palliatives never got them. As in the technological driven world, hackers and all forms also came up. There were scams, banks telling you put up your details and you get paid. And people were scammed, and even the little they had taken away scams in your bid to survive the palliatives. There were scams about people who wanted to provide jobs in these times. And people invested a little they have to get those opportunities they never got. The traumas were everywhere. Suicide rates expanded. The rape cases for the idle young men who have no, who are either supposed to be in schools, but they're not in schools, who were supposed to be mechanical motorboys who are not engaged, now find other avenues to vent their opportunities and spleen. The depth are not resolved. Even today, there are parliament, the Nigerian parliament are bills on rape. The trauma has not ended. It will continue. Not to bother us so much about the negative parts. We've seen the jolts. Extensive and comprehensive jolts. And what stands out in both the jolts and the trauma is that no it was no respecter of class, religion, race, or even age. In some countries like Nigeria, we noted that some of the most outstanding victims were people who were well placed, who in normal times could easily be saved. Being pandemic, no part of the world was safe for anybody to be moved for special treatments. And it appeared the debts cut across, put the rich, the poor. Now let's think about the post. There must be potential gains of this pandemic. There must be beneficiaries. After all, the world is zero sum. What you lose, some other person's gain. You're dying for somebody else to leave. This is the design of nature. And this zero-sumness also played out in this COVID era. Overnight, some creative thoughts came around, even from the from the face masks, to other forms of trading, 
other forms of supplies, other forms of productivity in the workplace, what you used to be value proposition for staff uh, having to work virtually once in a while became the norm. Offices were shut and organizations suddenly discovered that indeed they could work, their staff could be as dispersed as the seed and they could still continue to work. The benefit of such as these virtual working could be the, an item for another episode. But in the end, many organizations discovered that they do not need to rent big houses and pay rents. All they need to do is invest in the technology that will enhance communication from wherever and productivity goes on. However, there are two dimensions of work. There are works that could be done from home, the WFH, and the works that cannot be done from home, the CWFH. While some other soft roles and tasks could be done on the net, the receptionist cannot work from home. The pilot cannot work from home. The driver cannot work from home. The event planner cannot work from home. The market woman, yes, uh, online marketing. But not everybody have the capacity. So there are a whole lot of activities. Even though a hairdresser can do home service, but then his major area where he will do the rule and people come wouldn't be at homes and in this time of an era when it is contiguous not many homes would take the risk of inviting a hairdresser who could be carrying the disease and if following the rule that suspected people could be quarantined before bringing to and if they don't prove to have the disease before bringing it to people it means that you will quarantine your hairdresser two weeks in advance after which he is certified to come and deliver a service. So there was creativity in doing things, especially activities that can be done from home. There was also creativity emerging from activities that we thought hitherto cannot be done at home, being done differently. Our social activities were not completely dead. Weddings were still taking place. Burials were still taking place. The numbers can only go down. But they have found very creative ways of doing some of those things. There was also the ingenuity in the development of even the local herbs that has proven very useful in addressing this disease. We have our ginger and all others, which we are even coronaries we use in cooking, which are beginning to come up as cure. And these are tested to by even governors who over time have shown that what cured them actually for those who self-isolated were some of these basic ingredients. We also saw the efficacy of some of our local 
treatment in malaria being deployed it also opened some skills that people thought were not very useful and especially for those that cannot be done at home initially people developed ways of reaching out today the man who invented the the zoom facility very soon will show up as one of the richest men in the world meetings are held even family meetings are held from anywhere church meetings are held from anywhere the creativity also came about even how we relate in our development currently schools many schools are continuing the education of the children through online facilities the beauty therefore is that one of the important thrills is that the opportunity to harness these other things could make organizations work much smarter and less harder post COVID-19 and as organizations work harder and less smarter the tendency is that the, the trickles to the bottom line will be more if I do away with several millions I have to deploy to rent a, an office facility, if I do away with what it takes to have the staff running around with furniture in their faces, if I do away with getting up things to move them like buses and cars, you discover that it becomes a little bit increasingly easier to run organizations. It becomes increasingly easier even for homes to function. What we used to think take for granted, for instance, the electricity use utilization, even the use of the things in the house, people have become more creative in using them to last longer. The good news in these trails are that even when eventually the world conquers this pandemic, we shall not return to the use of funds as the benefits are things people have been looking for. For those of you who used to talk about uh, the future of work, all that has been postulated about the future of work, the Eldorado of the future of work, came, came in in a jiffy. We moved from what used to be 80-20 in terms of uh, virtual work being just less than 20%, to virtual world of working being almost 100%. In other words, the future we have talked about all these while dreamt about and have been fighting against the ones who don't like have landed. And this didn't come to go in the next day. It has become the new normal. What is very clear is that this global pandemic which has come the way it has come, has actually come with the jolts, unimaginable jolts, jolts that are all comprehensive and reached every corner of the globe, sparing no one. The trauma could better be imagined, we will not know the effects completely now, but when the world begins to count the costs, the trauma can lead to permanent disabilities and distortions and disruptions 
in our life, both social, religious, and otherwise. Today, church services are conducted via television. Even though it looked traumatic, especially the pastors who, who wouldn't have congregations to bring in the money, but we are creative in devising things like online tithing. Nobody imagined such was possible. And the aspect of the new normal is that even when things go out, people have discovered now that they could get a few benefit and compliments or even attending church services from their homes. The thrill, which will make for another episode, is that indeed be at the back of the jolt and pains of COVID-19 are new opportunities. And only the discerning minds can hope into them. And anybody in particular who has wasted these four or five months of lockdown and effort to manage the jolt and has not gained from what is needed to survive post-COVID-19 will lose forever. You must have new skills. Skills that are dynamic and are targeted towards a life that the fallout of the COVID-19 would bring. A lifestyle that will appreciate and key into the dynamism of the new relationship that will exist. For instance, those who are used to the very noisy, rowdy, crowdy settings characterized by partying and all that will discover that there's be a new lifestyle. A new lifestyle that will not accommodate all that. There will be new skills around the facilities that will enable you to deliver, maybe plan an event, do a burial, do a wedding that will not require you visiting. In other words, in the comfort of your room, an event planner could plan the totality of a wedding, reception, and engagement without needing to run around the way we used to run around. COVID-19 has come. It has come with the jolts, the trauma, and the thrills. And the world will never remain the same, both now and post-COVID-19. Let's watch out for the next episode when we expand the frontiers of the thrills and the gains of COVID-19. It will be a good time to see that we are really in for possibly a good time from ashes to treasure, if you call it. Thank you.